It's like the spooky candle. Guns of Ween. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. That's what it is right there. Guns of Ween. It's a, Creepy it's, and it's a Guns of Ween celebration. <laughs> yeah, we didn't step on just any old special cat. No, where's that? Oh, wait a second. I, what special cat? Where? What? Yeah, no, what? I lost the cat. It's the Where's spooky it? mouse wheel. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Uh, so we are back. Yes, indeed. Uh, in our spooktacular uh, October Gonzoween celebration uh, continues. Um, last time we did... Um, what did we do last time? Um, uh, Maniac Cop. Maniac Cop, yeah. How could we forget Maniac Cop? Yeah. Uh, and then this time it was Tim's turn to try to scare some poop out of me. And uh, he... I, We'll find out. It's like a what? storm raging in my tummy. Grimlock scare you. Grimlock scare. Oh, man. Yes. So, uh, I guess before we go forward. Oh, man. Oh, wait, there's creepy girls running around. Oh. And, uh, and, and creepy... <laughs> Very creepy bedtime songs. We're going to be getting a lot of those tonight. So, yes, we are. Uh, if you guys are listening to this on on All Hallows Eve, uh, be sure you have your nightly or your nightlight on and your favorite binky uh, next to you because you might just pee on it out of fear. Because tonight uh, <coughs> we show. <laughs> Get that guy some secrets. He's got a he's got a, a frog in his throat. Um, a demented evil frog. Yeah, you know, it's or Krang. Anyway. Uh, Damn cat. Gargamel. Oh, Gargamel. <laughs> or no, it's the cat from. Uh, actually, it's the cat from Inspector Gadget. And that was like, what's his name? Master Hand. Uh, uh, claw. Well, claw, yeah. I'll get you, gadget. If it's the last thing I do. Jesus, cat. Hey, hey, hey. Oh. I used to really be able to do oh. the, uh, I used to really be. <laughs> I used to really be able to do the claw, but now I gotta take a drink. Was that Doctor? Was that you doing Doctor Claw? Yeah. I thought you were playing a clip. No. I'll get you, Gadget. 
<laughs> Thank you. Uh, that made my guns a weed. Oh man! So, uh, so we are we are locked and loaded for some for some uh, scary tales and some very creepy and and Creative Commons licensed free uh, sound bites. We are not in any way violating any kind of copyright. Because the copyright Nazis are the scariest monsters on the face of this planet. You know, my Halloween tale scary ending is when you, your YouTube channel gets locked down because you used 31 seconds of a piece of music. <laughs> so. uh, spooky 30 seconds. Ooh. Someone might be losing money that was never going to be made anyway. Let's recover our assets. Litigation. Shakedowns. Mob mentality. Definitely don't use Metallica. (laughs) Napster. Rest in peace, Napster. Haunted by the ghost of Napster and sued by the ghost of Lars. The ghost of Lars. But I'm still alive. No, you're not. Quiet, you. Quiet, Lars. Oh, man. So, uh, Tim, it was your pick, so what did you pick? I picked a film I had uh, had for a while. It's VHS tape. Um, I'm sure it's on DVD, too. It's called Sleepstalker, The Sandman's Last Rites. Uh, I like just Sleepstalker. What's with the secondary title? That is so long. Um, I didn't I haven't dug into why. I think I don't know if they wanted to call it that. People, it's the, whoever made it, seemed to be hung up on having a, a, a subtitle. It's not colon or anything, but um, you know, like Aqua Teen Hunger Force colon movie film for theaters. You know, but yeah, but even in the box, it's like Sleepstalker real big, and then it's like they scribbled in the Sandman's Last Rites. And I wonder if there isn't something else called Sleepstalker out there. Uh, well, IMDb could tell you. I didn't see it on IMDb, but I just wanted, they seemed like they were trying to dodge something. The uh, uh, a most, Another recent example, um, yeah, there's no sleep stalker. I, don't, I guess they just had to call it that. But another, uh, the most recent example is Edge of Tomorrow. Um, on, the, on the tape or the Blu-ray for Edge yeah. of Tomorrow, I think they called it Live, Repeat, Die. Yeah, it's Live, Die, Repeat. Right, in really, really big, 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 big letters, and then like really small written, it's Edge of Tomorrow. So, <laughs> live, die, repeat would have been a lot better, but that—that's what they. That's there's some creative box art shenanigans going there. But I kind of feel like that—that's what the original. That's I kind of feel like that's what they did with this, right? Sleepstalker, kind of a cool title, right? I guess they had to come up with it after what was it? The Sandman's Last Rites. Sandman's last right. You know, and after watching this movie, I got to kind of feel like that they had to, like, uh, 90s Rocket grunge it up and uh, and give them a really cool single name instead of just the Sandman's last rights. Well, and <laughs> I, I vaguely remember reading something about maybe they wanted to call it Enter Sandman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that makes and, sense. Wait, that was going to happen. Um, given the time that it came out, and, that would have been a really cool name. And I'm given the type of knockoff music they used when he when he shows turns into the supernatural creature. I would say, uh, I, yeah, I was like, I think they had designs on using Inter Sandman in their movie. Is all I'm saying. We'll get to that. But. 
Oh, yes, we will. But uh, the kicker with this one was kind of a bonus. While we need a, a spooktacular pick uh, for Gonza guys, I thought this movie's got previews on it. Yeah. And, uh, and oddly enough, two movies starring none other than Martin Sheen and, uh, and on, of note, neither of those movies I had ever heard of. Yeah. Uh, one, never... ser- uh, one looked like a Science of the Lambs knockoff. And God help me, I don't know what the other one was. Let's just play the let's play the first one here. Let's see what happens. Turner Home Entertainment, everybody. And this there's an there's an FBI warning that we will we're promoting these movies via their trailers. On a sultry, hot, rainy night, a warm rain leads to a cold discovery. There's a hand in mud. The gruesome finding brings out Houston's finest. Did all of these come out of that same bag? Yes, sir. I'll put them on the kids' bag. Jimmy, you better call my phone. Tell Helen I probably won't be back for dawn. Down. Serial killer. Sits on the That voice. Back investigator Audrey L. McLeod. This looks a lot like Sadler's size. Leah follows up on the smallest of leads. We got this call this morning from a doctor who wants to talk to someone in person about this case. How many patients are down here? Just one. Just Hannibal Lecter. I mean, no. Wait, sorry. Time is running out. The killer is moving in. Hello. They must move quickly. Howard Speckett. Even risking mistakes. In the future, if you have something to say, I would appreciate if you just said and drop it. McLea is forced back to the beginning. To the one who holds the key. I need you to tell me why you keep drawing these hands. Do you understand me? We are obviously... Why would you give me the key? Very intelligent. Well, he's not that intelligent. He's just chopping his hands off. Also willing to take great risks. All right, boys, we're coming in to see what you found. Maybe he's about to return to his old living room. Uh-oh. He's on an ice cream truck. He's hunting ground away. Ellie Walker. Yeah. Martin Sheen. Ron Perlman. Ding, ding, ding. When the bow breaks. I should note that based on the trailer, I'm almost certain that Ron Paul- Perlman's the guy hacking people's hands off. That's all. <laughs> That's, I just, they have him like in a suit, so you're not supposed to think he's the killer, but it's obvious he's the guy hacking people's hands off. And this one, it's rated R, so kiddies, you have to get your machine fix elsewhere. Take a chilling journey beyond the horrors of war. I actually kind of want to watch this movie. You won't find in the history books. Oh, yeah, I want to see this one, too. It looked interesting. It looks awful, but interesting. You heard a screaming. Screaming. I never heard screaming like that before. Academy Award nominee Martin Chee. But not for this. And you will call for reinforcements, and we will have done with this sorry business. Two enemies are forced to face the unknown. Oh, excuse me. Oh, I'm learning Southerners. Thanks being the way they are. Hey, let's carbon burn. Put aside past differences. Oh, wow. the best. <laughs> Damn it, Dorn. I'm tired of having to explain the car why you're acting so goddamn strange. Spirit Award nominee, Cinder Williams. 
Rebecca's the only one left who knows how to end this. Uh, you want me to believe that Rebecca's a clairvoyant, is that right? Yeah. Ray Wise from Twin Peaks. Do not lose your men, Harling. If they engage you, fall back. Forced to make a stand against the unspeakable. Ray Wise. The unstoppable. The undead. Yes. Firing everything we had, but... I just kept on coming. Our men have done this. They're not our men. They stay free up top. They're losing our men. I'll kill you. Things. I will consume your bones and scatter the dust to the wind. Rebecca! From the director of Hearts of Darkness, Ghost Brigade. Ghost Brigade. Stranger than you think. Okay, so, you know, they put a couple creepy trailers on there. Uh, I kind of want to see Ghost Brigade. It looks just awful but good <laughs> and like on there like academy award nominee martin sheen is in this piece of crap definitely uh going through his jack palance years and there you know i was like and this is probably this is circa 90s mid 90s so yeah ghost brigade and when the bow breaks which is basically signs the lambs of the ron perlman pretty so, much and that was after he did his uh wasn't Ron Perlman? Was he? Wasn't he the? No, wasn't he the guy in Beauty and the Beast? Yeah, uh, he's also a Hellboy. Yeah, Hellboy's all right. I can deal with that. Beauty and the Beast with uh, the the Latin lady from Terminator, Linda Hamilton. Remember that? Remember that show? Oh, uh, yeah. Why do I remember that show? Oh, actually, that's a really good question. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast with with him and Linda Hamilton, and it was on for a little while. Oh. Woof. Woof. Um, my gosh, I can't. Yeah, no, I stop. My gosh. Yeah, it's time for uh, it's for, for some ambience. So yeah, this is like the first one that we really decided to go through the trailers, but uh, that blew me away seeing um, seeing freaking uh. Sheen in there. He made apparently he's made some turds, and uh, I I felt like he was making good movies in '95, but maybe I'm wrong. Jack Palance, totally. I don't know the Sheen boys, counting Emilio Estev, have made some interesting uh, films time to time. And uh, Emilio Estev is just director now. See, all this just stirred up from two iffy trailers. I kind of want to see when the bow breaks, too, because it looks like ham-fisted. I have a, uh, I have another, uh, I, I might have one in the queue that I'm going to rip off of. Uh, there was a guy that used to, uh, there was a guy that used to do reviews at Any Cool News. He pretty much did everything on the YouTube channel. And, uh, and, uh, I finally found out, like, well, he did, like, an update, like, saying that I have my own website now and here's my own channel. I'm like, okay. So one of the things that he had is a, is a series called The Vulcan Vault on YouTube. Uh, where he goes to Vulcan Video, a locally owned uh, video store and um, interviews like guys and they pick movies and it's like people who work at the store or like small filmmakers and stuff like that. And there's this Halloween themed one which I might pick out next time just for shits and giggles. Um, that looked pretty damn good. 
It was a horror movie, but it was also rated PG. So I'll just leave that at that. <laughs> it's not uh, Monster Squad? No, man. That's That was like, oof. That was like the <laughs> 80s right there, wasn't it? I think that might have been 90s. I might be wrong. Well, Monster I think Squad. Monster Squad is the 80s, actually. It might be the 80s. Wolfman, Wolfman got Nards. 1987. 1987. So whereas uh, the Monster Squad was the 80s, Sleepstalker is the 90s. And it's very much the 90s. Um, there's coffee shops and bad fashion choices, which seemed really cool at the time. <laughs> God. <laughs> And he's like ultra hip, but everybody's got all the guys got to have like Dan Cortez hair and goatees and, and flannel, no, and or uh, a freaking uh, Hanes white T-shirt with a vest worn over it. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, that's it's dead on. Um, it reminds me of my brother when I was a kid. Oh my god! Does he listen to the podcast? Uh, I don't know if he does. He probably doesn't a lot, but uh, he knows he knows what he looked like in the nineties. <laughs> he pulled off some of that gear, and <laughs> that's right. That was his heyday. He's a Gen Xer, uh, but uh, yeah, that's what it is. It reminded me a lot. There's a couple people that I'm like, oh, I remember my brother dressing like that and wanting to dress like that. <sighs> Man, that movie. Oh. I thought I remember looking down on the other decades' fashion, and now you look at the early '90s and like, oh God, what's wrong with people? Uh, but uh, the star of this movie, before you go too much further, is one Jay Underwood. Now, where have I seen him from? Um, back in, and this is this ties back into the my uh, the day that when they used to rent VCRs and the big box with the handle. Oh wow. And that, remember those, and you'd go for the weekend, you get a VCR and it weighed nine tons, and you have to rent the VCR and your tapes, and then you have to fit, you have to go home and try to rig it to your, your VHF connectors with little screws and little fork connectors. <clears throat> um, so when we would go rent VCRs, which was a big treat, um, they would go, you know, like I'd go with my parents and they would, I was younger, so they would, they'd be like, okay, we want to get some movies and they would get movies for them and they'd be like, well, it's good for, you know, anybody can watch. And one of the first movies that we rented, despite my protest, was The Boy Who Could Fly. Oh, wow. Is that like uh, The Boy in the Bubble? Uh, kind of, except it's worse. Um, the Boy Who Could Fly starring Jay Underwood. Oh, wow. And, That's brutal. And he, I think he's mute, but he keeps like flying outside this girl's window. I have not seen that in a long time, but um, the boy could fly. I, mean, I remember it, I got that, and I somehow finagled my way into getting three amigos. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a hard sell. They're like, oh, we'll get this. Everybody can watch this. I'm like, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and meanwhile, um, you know, my family is like, let's watch Trinity. <laughs> oh man I think I would rather watch Trinity than The Boy Could Fly uh, at least there's some humor in there but uh, something else If you, the most notable thing I think you would know Jay Underwood from is he was the the douchey boyfriend in Uncle Buck oh he was Bug he was Bug oh wow now Uncle Buck I can watch all day but yeah that and you know we're getting into the we're not there yet because we're still at Gonzo Ween. We're at, we're at Spooky Gonzo Ween. 
But we are uh, we are slowly getting close to holiday movies. <laughs> that guy, that ghoul wasn't even trying. That ghoul just seems that's the try again. Yeah. <laughs> It sounds like Crusty like Clown with COPD. Oh. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. yeah, so there's the hell sounds we, get, we love so much. But uh, so we're in the midst of Gonzoween, obviously, because you can tell from the uh, expert sounds. And uh, Uncle Buck's much more of a uh, Gonzo-giving film. Yeah. Like, John Candy made a lot of thanksgiving type movies but we'll say that for and i don't think i that's and we're not gonna do uh thanks killing i don't uh i mean it's it's too obvious yeah that's it's true. a little bit too much too obvious to do but all right so all right back to halloween i mean wait gonzo week gonzo no spooky misspeak Enough of that. So we're back to Gonzoing and uh, the movie. It's like we Sleepstock. flew into the TARDIS and we we got back to Gonzoing. Yeah, we we deviated and ended up in a different space time spot and whatever. You know? Nice. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Sleepstalker, uh, very watchable. We'll get to that, but uh, it is. God, the plot is a little convoluted. I will say that. So the uh, movie opens up. Like how? Um, movie opens up a house apparently in the dunes of a sand of a desert. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, uh. it's a very odd looking subdivision because it's just like mounds of sand <clears throat> and a house. And uh, some parents, including one Jimmy Olsen from Superman, um, were putting their kid to bed. And the kid is uh, being a little scary to cat. And so his mom tells him this horribly long rhyme that's supposed to make him feel better and he's like i don't understand that it's like what kind of what are you doing and they're like basically shut up and don't be scared okay and then the you know don't let the bed bugs bite and then i'm surprised they didn't go with you know say hello to the sandman or something no <laughs> and so they go in the hall and it's they allude to but nothing really occurs that the parents are going to go get it on Make a little brother for him or something, and uh, ironically enough, <laughs> it comes into play. Uh, so they're in there, but then they be, they uh, are kind of like pawing each other. They go in the room and then they <laughs> proceed to get fully dressed for bed to continue pawing around. Oh, um, and Jimmy Olsen just does not exude uh, the uh, the skills of a Lothario in the bedroom. <laughs> And this is the Jimmy Olsen from the Christopher Reeve Superman movie. So, looking for people to recognize that's who that is. In the meantime, uh, this guy breaks into the house. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, he's not like singing when he gets in, but like they, he opens their bedroom door and they're like, oh no. And then he just proceeds to beat, the, kills them. Um, or does something to scare the mom real bad because she's not quite dead. And, uh, then he starts talking, doing like a little nursery rhyme, and he's sprinkling singing on their eyes. And all this time, the little scaredy kid has finally wandered down the hall after he's heard his parents die. And Sandman's in there doing his thing. Oh, he's doing uh, his thing, all right. 
he's sprinkling sand on him, and then he's like, "Come back here, Griffin." And uh, Griffin, 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 who's going to grow up to be a, a '90s douchey guy. Uh, Come back, future douche. No. Um, let's see if he. And he's singing like this little weird song. Um, trying to think what is the name of that. He's in there. But then, uh, meanwhile, he like tries to jump out the window. The police show up for the last second in this desert subdivision of nowhere. As they always like to do. <laughs> and uh, so the police catch him. They shoot him. And then, uh, you know, the cop just gives him some grief. And he's like, who will put the children to sleep? In fact, uh, let's have a little taste of Mr. Sandman. Yeah. Yeah. Christ, that's six families you slaughtered. Oh, this is the exposition you should have. God damn it. God damn it. Why can't we get here sooner? Hey, I hear your screams. I'll be back to end your pain, too. He does say who will put the children to sleep. They shot the the Sandman right now is just a guy. It's over. Get him. There he goes. You know who's gonna put the children to sleep now? You. Get that psychotic sack of shit out of here. And this continues a theme from our last film of a grizzled detective. Yeah. So he's this guy you could just swap him right into the other movie and you'd be fine. And so they haul off the Sandman. And uh, meanwhile, cop tells the kid the Sandman's going away forever and they can never hurt him again. Thus, meaning one day he's going to kill you. So <laughs> <laughs> just get used to that idea, Junior. When I say he's never going to hurt you again, I, what I mean is he will end your life. Uh, and mine. Uh, so Sandman goes off. Uh, they haul him off and then they jump to uh, present day in what's supposed to be a coffee shop but looks like somebody's apartment. (laughs) (laughs) In my opinion, is what it looks like. Uh, There's some kind of cute coffee waitress girl and then her less cute friend. Uh, Apparently, uh, the less cute friend wants to get hooked up with this guy on the phone in the corner who's wearing a, a... like a beret hat and a vest over a shirt and it's very 90s and he's on the phone um, oh, brother. it might be a phone. oops i didn't want that sound there nobody wants to hear that um and everybody it's jay underwood and he's wearing like a kanga hat backwards that's what it's kind of like a kanga hat what's a kanga hat it looks like a beret it's just like an old man hat except it's popular with the uh I think it's popular with black folks and uh, older guys, typically. Oh, wearing. like, so is that what Dave Chappelle wears? Kind of. That's a Kanga. I think his is a Kanga. Then there's one that older guys in general wear that you see. It kind of looks like a Newsies hat. <laughs> you know, oh, Newsies. Yeah. Oh, God, that hurts me. Speaking that's scary. Newsies. Oh. Um, anyway, so they're in this uh, cruddy coffee shop. Which I do remember coffee shops looking like this in the early 90s. Um, my brother took me to a lot of them. 
but anyway, so Sandman dude, well, he's not Sandman. He's just some guy in jail now. And the, uh, oh, he's like, <laughs> he, he's singing in his cell and then the uh, jailers have some words for him. <laughs> Don't worry. Oh, well, isn't this your lucky day? That's his slick roommate with this Here's world of white news sleeves. for you, happy campers. Check out the front page, bud. Congrats. Sandman is meeting his maker tonight. Finally over. Except you're gonna die. I mean, it's, everybody keeps telling me that. It's gonna oh. stink. Yeah, it's gonna stink. It's gonna suck. That's right. Oh. And he has scribbled on the wall. Cry, baby. Oh, wait, here we go. Cry. Put your finger in your eye. <laughs> your mom was nice. He's a poet and don't know it. Oh, wow. Yes. Constable? A minister's going to give you your last rites. <laughs> yes. Constable? You still got burning hell. <laughs> Take that. She being a bad boy. I'm going to put you to bed without your supper. Hey, screw you, you freaking freak. Oh, Burn. Yeah, he's the he's the fr word. Oh man, freaking. I can't do, I can't say that word around here. I can't believe he fucking said freaking. What the shit? It's poop, <laughs> poop, dirty mouth, bad. Uh, anyway, so he go he's in jail, and they send a priest in, and it's a really creepy looking black guy with white eyes, which doesn't seem to phase the jailers. Um, and also, they don't seem to notice that his rosary has the cross upside down. Yeah, well, that comes into play in his war- his wardrobe as well, too. Um, oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> I think that somebody actually took the time to work that into the Sandman's wardrobe. <laughs> um, they don't do a whole lot of explaining the evil part of this, but um, basically, this guy is coming in to give him his last rites was seen by the detective on the night they arrested him many years ago. Um, but the jailers obviously don't know this. So he comes in, and he basically kind of gives them last rites, but they're just real evil last rites. And it's like, you're going to live forever. You just have to you know, give your blood over to God, whatever evil thing we're praying to these days. And uh, he gives them this little you know, backwards Rosemary's Baby rosary thing. Yeah. Now that guy... Um... The, the guy that visited him. Um, do you know who he is? I do not know, but he was featured in the credits, the actor was, which means he must have had some regular work. That is that is a one Michael D. Roberts. Okay. And I Michael and you if you see this guy in the movie, you have seen him in before, probably more during this time frame. Let's give you a little taste of his voice here to see if maybe the voice will ring a bell. Leave us. He might use a voiceover pray. Yeah, he does do some work. Here we go. I knew you'd come, Father. The forces of evil do provide, and the thoughts from within prevail. Your destiny awaits. Nicasso. Otronto cosa inadervirisa. Anyway, there's that guy. So tell us about him. Um, well, he's in uh, he's in a lot of movies. 
including this one. He was he's a lot of, he was a TV character actor a lot too. We might yeah. have, we might have seen him in the locks, like, likes of like the Fall Guy, or okay. or, um, <laughs> or Airwolf. <laughs> oh God. Or Night Court. <laughs> oh, well, Night Court, sure. He was in MacGyver, Doogie Howser. He pretty much made the rounds. He was also in Quantum Leap. <laughs> oh, he was in he was Quantum good. Leap. Uh, he, he he had a recurring character. Well, no, he was... Uh, well, he was the, the uh, devil. He was Isaac King and Willis Taylor. Was he the devil in Quantum Leap? Uh, I don't know. I, don't, I never Somebody... watched that show. There was a guy who always portrayed the devil, because after they jump around in time... Um, uh, Sam would run into these people who would mess up the science with his time leaping stuff, and one was the devil and one was God. Uh, he was also in and... Renegade. <laughs> oh, God! Oh. oh, and now you know the verse problem is now I, associate, I think of Renegade, and I think of that god-awful Billy Ray Cyrus movie. But, okay, uh, one of the earliest things, oh, he was also in The Incredible Hulk, and BJ and the Bear. Oh God! Of course he was. So one of the things, one of the movies that he was in that I remember as a kid was a movie called Ice Pirates. Oh, oh, that was a beauty. That's a beauty of a movie. Oh, I was gonna say we were going through so many shows. I'm thinking maybe we should just say which 80s, 70s, and 80s TV shows he wasn't in. Speaking of Ron Perlman, he was also in. Ice Pirates. Ice Pirates. Oh, my God. Well, look at that Starring connection. along Robert Urich and Angelica Houston. Now, I don't know if we had this off the air, good discussion or not, but I think we... Did I? Did we mention Beauty and the Beast at the beginning, or was that off we, the air? Uh, ooh, I don't know. It's all, right, all kind of spooky to me now. I've, I've forgotten. Let me just put the horror music on. Basically, Ron Perlman and Linda Hamilton were in a show called Beauty and the Beast. And I don't know why I remember it. Oh. Anyway, um, some of you might have watched that. If you did, I don't really know why. I just happened to remember it. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you have a tape here that has Ron Perlman and this guy, uh, the go-to 80s TV actor. Um, Spooky, uh, foggy memories! Well, you know, um, the, sorry, I had some sand in my eye. Oh God. As long as you don't have any sand anywhere else, I guess. Oh, there's nothing spooky about that one. You didn't think we'd get away through a dose without one of those, <laughs> sir. Oh, man. So um, so he goes in and gets his last rites. He gives him this little crucifix upside down. The uh, uh, He's wearing that. They go to take him, I guess, to get it executed or something. And so they're taking him outside, and he's like, he just requests that he needs to pray. And so he takes him out to the sand appropriately to pray. He uh, takes off the cross, and it sets it on the sand, and it turns into a magic knife. Yeah, it, it like it stretches it out, out to a point at the tip, and it, it turns into like yeah something you can cut in. And uh, so it, he cuts his hand, bleeds into the sand, and makes a little 
wavy 90s special defect. It's seriously telling the screensaver. And uh, then proceeds to start laughing maniacally. And uh, the jailers come over and get them. And they're like, hey, shut up, freak. And uh, they see the knife in the sand. And then the knife turns from glass into sand again. And the guy tries to pick it up. He's like, oh, what the hell? Oh, what? I'm a meathead. Oh, sand. I don't know. Let's take him and kill him. <laughs> and so they uh, haul him off. And they do a lot of jumping around this because they should have, like, they go back to, you know, uh, Douchey Jay Underwood doing his story. Um, oh, yeah. We, we should mention that. His whole thing is he's like a freelance reporter. And I'm piecing that together because they actually don't tell you that for sure. But he was on the phone. I thought he was a photographer. Was he a photographer or was she the photographer? I think she was the Oh, okay. All right. He's, he's the reporter because he's like, no, nah, screw it. I don't need pictures because he, he flies up the handle a couple times. But uh, he's in the coffee shop. He's like, hey, I got an interview with Espinosa or Lopez or something, some generic Spanish-sounding name because he's going to get in and talk to this gang leader that nobody can get an interview with. And uh, they don't really say exactly why he's such a hard get, but um, – and she's like, he's like, great, they're going to tell me where to meet him and blah, 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 and we're going to get some pictures of him. And we'll go down the hood, and do, and he does say hood, and we're going to go down the hood, and we'll do this, and you'll take pictures. She's like, well, I have all my equipment in my apartment, because she's all, she working in a coffee shop. As a freelance photographer, she works at a coffee shop. Oh, um, and then the vegan lady friend, the new age lady, was annoying. Oh, yeah, the past life, she is totally in love with uh, Jay Underwood. Uh, whose name is Griffin, I should add. <laughs> Griff. Griff. So she's in love with Griff, and she asked the the cuter girl, and obviously the female lead in the movie, to like, you're gonna you're gonna come over, and she's like, he's like, and she's like, oh, my friend's coming over with me tonight to celebrate you getting the interview. And he's like, why do you keep trying to fix me up with her? And she's all looking at it all dreamy, but she's talking. She thinks she's been in past lives. She's '90s new agey. Yeah, well, and then she brings up the Sandman out of the blue, and it's awesome because it was like, it was like she didn't even know that this kid was like he had parents murdered. It was like the ultimate comeback. He's like, no, it's okay. My parents were murdered by that guy. <laughs> uh, she's like, what? You guys believe me now? And they're like, no, no. And she's like, what is it? And he's like, he killed my parents. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you gotta see if if they're really doing that, you know. Yeah, that'd be the first thing you'd think. Wait a second. Wait, wait a minute. Hey, let's just get a little taste of that. And then he does this. He like does this dramatic walk to the window in their uh, in their loft warehouse apartment, circa friend, a la friends, kind of. He gets all contemplative and. Oh, and the guy was like friends with the crazy dude that was like doing the hand knife thing too, right? He's playing Mumbly Peg. His roommate, who's like drives a crazy bus, I think, in his own words. Uh, <laughs> I believe they were his words, not mine. He's driving crazy. He sits there and does Mumbly Peg with a new age girl and is basically just ignoring her. And so she's going on and on. She's like, I know you guys don't believe me. And, you know, let's just go right to the scene. Learn to live with it, I guess. Oh, wait. We went a little too far. Yeah, let's get back to where she insults him. Schmaltzen. All right. Let's see. Now. Hang on here. We are just queuing some stuff up. We're going to play, right? Hey, quit jumping. Boys and I, we had a little... Tell your mom. Uh-oh. Oh, tell your mom, Sandman. 
the movie jumped all over the place. Uh, they can see he's in the desert. The cops yell at him. Okay, here we go. Awesome power. Here some of it good and some of it evil. It's like what that guy did. That guy in the paper, that guy that killed all those families years ago. You know the one they're executing tonight? The Sandman? Yeah, I know him. Now, that's not yeah, natural. You can't explain evil like that, but it exists. It's real. It's out there. See, I can tell you guys believe me. It's not that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I should have told you. No, 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 it's, it's all right. <laughs> Would somebody please tell me what's going on? Yeah, do it. He killed my parents. <laughs> so now here comes the horn. <laughs> I had no idea. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> all right thinking, there might be a play for another one. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. It's weird, you know. My mom she used to tell me the story of the Sandman. You know, he was this nice guy who came at night and tiptoed through the house, told nice stories, and. Then sprinkled sand and showed him his eyes to help them fall asleep. That's a twisted fairy tale. Can you? No, no. <laughs> I mean, he really thought he was the Sandman. Even during the trial, they, they never did find out who he really was. You know, they had no records, no fingerprints, birth certificate, nothing. All I remember is the song he sang. Sleep, baby, sleep. I just sat there frozen. And I tried to scream for help. But I didn't help. I didn't do anything. I mean, you know, maybe if I'd run to the room, I could have. Uh... Oh, I was just so scared. And the screaming stopped. I did. I went down to their bedroom. And I reached up and turned the knob. And there it was. Sprinkling sand in my mother's eyes. <laughs> she was. Oh my God! Kenny, you cut yourself. Go get what's hell. Yeah, right. It hurts. I told you about that night. Spooky. What? What's the problem? You killed my parents. Oh. <laughs> you guys might, you know, if you're setting her up with your friend, you might want to, you know, mention that his parents were brutally murdered by a serial killer who's getting killed that very night. But, you know, it was the 90s. It was a different time. So, um, okay, so <laughs> that part aside... Uh, they go ahead and, uh, you know, it's all awkward and everything. And he gets a call to go check out the, oh, wait, no, it was, it was, he, he got paged. He's like, hi, you page me. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if it wasn't the... 90s enough. If he, just in case you didn't wonder what year it was, he got paged. Oh, um, wow. Boy, and this wasn't, you know, it honestly, though, it was getting pretty close to where the cell phone tipping point was. Because <laughs> yeah. pagers yeah. just hung in there a couple of years before, and then all of a sudden it moved over to, like, flip phones and stuff. So, <laughs> But anyway, so he gets a page, and then it's like, you got to go meet the gang guy right then. 
And he's got to take uh, not the awkward, <laughs> I'm sorry, I just brought the guy who killed your parents, girl. Uh, he takes his roommate's girlfriend, if I put this together correctly, his weirdo roommate who drives a crazy bus, again, his words. Uh, he takes his girlfriend, who's a photographer, and she's like, well, I got to get my stuff. And, and he's like, screw it. I, I, I don't need a photographer. I'll just go. And so she goes with him anyway. And they go sit in a parking lot, like behind a warehouse, which is probably the same warehouse they filmed their apartment scene in. And they wait. Meanwhile, the uh, <laughs> these weirdo-looking dudes uh, throw the same man in the gas chamber yeah. and make sure. Yeah. And I'll note that they killed him at like twelve oh two instead of twelve midnight. So he like breathes in the gas. He's all ready to die. And then we get. What probably they wanted to be under Sandman. But instead, they got this. He's dying. Spooky. He's drooling, too. And now we're back in the crappy desert. Here it comes. Something like Jesus and Mary Chain, or maybe like Alice and Chain. Something with chains in them. Something with chains. <laughs> it does sound a little bit like that. Yeah. I still feel like they're going for metallic here if they could. And uh, what basically is happening is there the sand is sculpting a body out of sand. <laughs> there it comes. This is my tonight. Sounds like the Renegade theme song, too, actually. Uh, stop bringing the show up. It hurts me. Spooky Renegade. Okay, so anyway, that's enough of that. Um, so they have some knockoff music. He basically looks like the same guy, except he's got rougher skin, and he's got a more brown aspect to him. <laughs> and he's kind of shiny. He looks like he fell in a box of glitter and dirt. Um... And so he's overlooking the city, turns into sand, and flies away in the wind. Um, meanwhile, the intrepid reporter's in a car in the parking lot, waiting for a gang leader to come meet him. And uh, yeah, that was, that was so funny because they're trying to talk to the gang leaders, and he buddies up with them. But yeah, they fall asleep. Who falls asleep in the car in a back alley, really? He falls asleep in the car in a back alley and has this weird dream where this mirror. Shows this kid's face with his lips sewn shut. And he's like, huh. And they have this nice little moment with him and this his not girlfriend at this point. And she's trying to get him to open up and he's being he overacts poorly and whatever. And the gang leader comes out and he is oh god. He's like, Yeah, come inside. And meanwhile, his uh, crazy roommate is at home. Uh, snoozing, and he sees a trail of sand in his living room and then follows it <laughs> out to the parking lot. 
uh, only to be greeted by the Sandman with a nursery rhyme. So let's have that, shall we? He's trying to figure out where all the seal's coming from. The fuck are you? Sandman. I'm looking for Griffin. I see some cross-promotion opportunities. I also want to buy a Leonard Cohen album all of a sudden. Yeah. I feel like watching Natural Born Killers. Yeah. Everybody knows spooky. <laughs> anyway, so he uh, throws his roommate off a roof. I hate when that happens. Yeah. And the roommate was pretty thin character, so it was all right. Uh, so he got his... Oh, and then it's, he goes down and sprinkles sand on him, and the wardrobe issue is... The carryover wardrobe piece they've done to the Sandman is what? For all the money. Uh, the upside-down cross burnt cut out on his shirt. His collar has been cut into an upside-down cross. Um, and I should note that if you took all the dirt and sand off it, he's still doing the 90s thing of wearing a white T-shirt with, like, a <laughs> with like a duster. I know. So. And it, yeah, everything is, like, it's, put, it's all brown and dusty and whatnot, but in reality, he's still following 90s fashion. So. Oh, brother. Um, he throws some sand on him. He's got those lip scars, though. He's got lip scars because, well, at some point you find out his lips got sewn shut by his fucking weird dad. Uh, well, but, he's not... Okay, we'll get to that. Cause that's, we'll get to it. But anyway, he's got scars on his lips, and we're like, what the hell are those? Hint, hint, spoiler alert. He got his lips sewn shut by his dad. We'll get to it. Uh, so... Anyway, Jay Underwood and his girlfriend, daytime, they get out. They they share, like, a kiss all of a sudden, but then act like it didn't happen. Immediately walk around the corner and see the, see the dead roommate slash boyfriend. And uh, were the cops there already? The cop was already there. He's like, oh, I didn't want you to see this. And yet he's, his guy's not, he's laying on the ground, got blood running out of the back of his head. <laughs> he's like, oops, sorry, we forgot to cover that up before you got here. There's, like, tw- there's like a throng of people just watching this guy bleed. Well, he's dead, so bleed. Um, she sets him down. She's going to go make him some tea. She comes out. And she's like, we're going to get through this. And then, meanwhile, he's run off to get a gun from his gangster friend who he's formed a friendship with in one night. Um, and I, I think the conversation between him and the gangster is merits listening to. So here we go. I promise you, Griffin, a couple of days, we're going to get through this. A couple of days. <laughs> Wow. His roommate and her boyfriend Griffin? just got brutally murdered. You want protection? Here we go. You need a get. <laughs> he likes a bitch, man, especially when somebody's sweating. See, there's a hunted and there's a hunters. And you came to the right place, Pendejo. Here's protection. He hands him this hand cannon. All right. I'm the cops. Oh, what sledgehammer. About? Those fools ain't gonna roll through here. They know what's up. Yeah, he's a terrible shot. I like how he can just do that in LA and be okay. 
Yeah, he's just like walking down the street shooting up his bottle and missing it, by the way. I'm screwed. <laughs> At least he admits it. Didn't he? Didn't they try to? They talked to the the Lawrence the low rent Lawrence Fishburne cop too, right? They did. He was like, "Yeah, hey, you guys, I know you. This is terrible. I shouldn't have let you see your friend's dead body floundering in the sun." Um, he doesn't hang around all that long, though. Uh, knock off Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, and then you got you know acting class gang monologue guy. <laughs> like, listen, Fato. <laughs> You need a gat because I'm a gangster and you're ch- cholo or something. Gringo cholo. Jimmy Jonah. I am like El a... Nino. <laughs> the Nino. You got and so anyway, the gangster guy, of course, we're supposed to think, oh, isn't he a nice guy? He, gave him, he got him a gun. We probably sold it to him. Let's get right down to it. Get down to brass tacks. The guy's a criminal, so he sold yeah. him a gun. And it's a huge fucking gun. Um, and I, I may have, you may have heard this over the thing, but I said it kind of reminded me of the gun and sledgehammer. Yeah, I remember that. They used to talk to him too. Oh God, I need to watch Sledgehammer again. I remember it not holding up the last time I watched it. Uh, so anyway, then they go to see uh, Grizzle Detective from Game of the Movie, who now grows roses in the middle of the city. I guess. Weirdo. Uh, Weirdo. Round tower. So he goes and sees grizzled cop, and the cop puts on a sweater with no undershirt, and he's wearing his gold chain. And they go to check out the prison cell, and they go look at his body, and uh, so the guy's dead. And they're like, "All right, well, he's dead." And uh, <laughs> meanwhile, they go to find, they go to talk to this guy's warehouse, and it's the crazy black guy. He does the evil stuff, and he's like, he practices Santeria. Um, but he ain't got no crystal ball. Um, and there's a crazy woman in there ranting about something, blah, blah, blah. It's all evil. <clears throat> he's cut back to girl's apartment where the hand cannon lays on the table, and new age girl is, like, sitting on the couch doing nothing. Uh, and so she goes to go to bed. And she just lays on top of the covers. Or she's listening to music, I guess. Meanwhile, Sandman turns into dust and comes into the girl's apartment. Uh, the cuter girl goes to get in the shower. Uh, nothing to report there. Um, for those of you who are into that kind of thing, you perverts. Well, uh, it would have helped this movie out personally. It could have. It could. You could. Have, they could have thrown in a body double if the girl wasn't comfortable with it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, just get him in there. Yeah. Just get him in there. Yeah. 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 But there was not. Um, what you do find out is the Sandman is going to go get her while she's in the shower. But he, like, grazes the sink that's full of water because apparently they have a clog in their sink. And uh, his fingers dissolve. He's like, whoop. Can't do it. Whoops. And then he just, like, uh, and he kind of shakes his hand out and his fingers are tighter and smaller than they were. So he's like, okay, I'm not killing her first. So he's like, all right, let me just go over. And for some reason, he's got to kill the roommate for no apparent reason. Um, but and again, every time he kills, there's a nursery rhyme. So there you go. She's asleep listening to new agey music, I assume. Or four non-blondes or something. The man in the moon looked out at the moon. Looked out at the moon and said, it's time for all children on the earth 
I don't think that's a real nursery rhyme. That sounds like a 1995 nursery rhyme. This really isn't going to do a whole lot of justice here. Um, he basically turns into a big pile of sand. And she's on her bed. This is kind of Freddy Krueger-ish. Very much so. Like, if she was Johnny Depp. Yeah, and she's like, sinks into her bed. I'm not sure if he's absorbing her or something. He's doing something to her. Well, she's going to suffocate Yeah, he's taking all her hair out of her. Meanwhile, her friend's in the shower, ignoring her screams. Yeah, she finally turns the water off to go check on her friend. Sweet dreams. And so anyway, her friend... So his whole thing, though, is he turns, sucks all the sand back up, and she's just laying on the bed like she was before. So, you know, no foul play. The girl then gets out of the shower and puts on exactly the same clothes she had on before. I've done that before, but usually that's when I'm visiting somebody, which she might be doing. Although it seems like they are living together, aren't they? That's her. That's her apartment and her roommates. So. Oh, well, they just okay. have an awkward roommate '90s relationship. Yeah. So then, sweater cop shows up with yeah, <laughs> sweater cop. Sweater cop shows up, and then we get the real special effects, which are just fabulous. Um, he's hanging out in the apartment. He's like, "Yeah, get out of here!" And uh, he's going to this bedroom. And Sandman begins to materialize, a la like those ads for ITT Tech back in the '90s, when they're like, "You can get a degree in graphic design in computer animation." I explicitly put special defects in this. Okay, let's, let's see. I can't remember what the sound is like. Let's see what we have. A little special defects sound. He sees Sand coming out from the door. He's got his gun and his sweater, of course. Here we go. This kind of reminds me a lot more of Man Effects. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. And meanwhile, Jake. Uh oh. Quiet. She's sleeping. Oh, that's right. He melts his face. Time's up, old man. Use the gun. Use the gun. He's sand, dumbass. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Uh, no, he just crushed, I'm sorry, he just crushed the cop's head. Somebody else gets their face melted. Yeah, they, they uh, off that. Uh, so they he crushes, he makes this ball of sand with the guy, and... Uh, Crushes the cop's head. And meanwhile, the other cops come and arrest uh, Jay Underwood for being crazy and killing the cop and the roommate. And uh, the same man's like, I'm going to come back and get you. And then it's daytime. And then we get a big, long flashback to the childhood. Um, and uh, so let's see if they play a little music in there, though, so we're just going to see what they, they do here. So. The same man can only travel at night. There we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And apparently the kid, the, 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 the 
this kid they show getting abused by his dad live in like a one room apartment with a little shitty record player. I thought this was like another music video. It kind of does look like one. And the dad, the big fat dad looks somewhat familiar. And apparently he just comes home and beats the fuck out of his kid. He sings him a nursery rhyme and then beats him. So, uh, and the kid's lips are sewn shut. That's the other thing that should be noted. Well, the guy was just like a drunk. He was just like stereotypical drunk guy that beat, that beat the hell out of his kid. He has a trench coat. He's got a white, stained wife beater. And he's got a big old bottle of brown liquid in his hand. And like, he come, and like for some reason, for some reason, he just decided to sew his the lips shut and beat him. He didn't want the kid to cry, so he sewed his lips shut. But I'm almost, I'm confident I can still cry with my lips sewn shut. It seemed like the kid was also trapped in there. Like he couldn't get out at all. Yeah, he was stuck in this like little room, and there's obviously something off screen that you're not seeing. Meanwhile, uh, poor man Lew- uh, Lawrence Fishburne has arrested Jay Underwood for, or excuse me, Griff. Griff, because they're pinning it on him. They're going to pin on him. Not unlike Maniac Cop. Not unlike me, yes. He is the um, Bruce Campbell. Bruce Cam- He's the Bruce Campbell of this movie. Yeah. And uh, just like Maniac Cop, um, his girl comes and gets him. Yeah. And she's got that hand cannon. And, yeah. and of course, she's just wielding that thing like a pro. Um, and so they get the car, and they're like, we're going to go figure this stuff out. And they make out an alley for a minute. He goes and meets the gang leader, who's apparently is just his best buddy now. And they go to the warehouse where they find the black guy wearing pajamas and sitting on his devil throne. Yeah, I, it, not unlike, oh, wait, this week's episode of Gotham, which was actually very creepy. Uh, yeah. Was it this week's? I think so. I think it was supposed to be Raz al Ghul, wasn't it? No, 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 no. I'm thinking of something else. Never mind. No, this week's episode was The Spirit of the Goat. Okay. It's actually, it was very creepy, and it was pretty cool. All right. Well, uh, they find this black guy in pajamas, in black pajamas, and he's kind of got his little devil marks in the ground, and he start, they're going to shoot him, but then he starts giving them exposition, so you can't kill him. It's a defense mechanism. Oh, the one. Here we go. What are you talking about? Why is he after me? What do you What do you mean? For every beginning, there is an end. He cannot go on until you die. You are his mortal link to this world, Griffin. Griffin, let's go. Where, Griffin? He's always been with you. Think. Think. He is evil incarnate. Mm. Incarnate Asada. The Calus of Tox. Beat it out. Let me tell you a story. Nah, no, because it's all, all about how my life got turned flip upside down. I became the evil prince of Bel Air. <laughs> um, so basically, he's his, he's the Sandman. <laughs> the Is that the episode title? Yes. The evil prince of Bel Air. Evil, evil prince of Bel Air. <laughs> <laughs> Spooky fresh prince reference. Ooh, it's fresh too. It is fresh. It's not dated anyway. So basically, he's the Sandman's brother, kid brother. And he can't. Sandman can't have his magic eternal evil life until he severs his mortal link. 
uh, which would be his brother. So he, as an adult, he was going around trying to kill his brother who got adopted out uh-huh. and kept killing him. And he was trying to find him. And he actually but, found him when Rosdauer Light showed up. Sweater Cop showed up and saves his ass. Sweater Cop shows up, saves his ass, and then subsequently dies down the road. Meanwhile, Underwood, he's like, I finally found you. And um, it, Devil Guy finishes the story, then he pops open the uh, hourglass he's got on his table, and it's the Sandman sand. And he comes out. Basically, he only has three nights to kill Griffin. I don't know what happens after that or why it's three nights. They don't bother to tell you that. And they're like in this newspaper warehouse slash devil worship emporium. And so the Sandman just turns in the sand and comes in the room they try to get away from. And uh, meanwhile, the gangster selflessly, the gang leader, is like, I'll get him, Vado. And uh, let's see if he has any words for him. Here comes this gangster. Come on, man. You gotta tell my story. Now forget it, man. Let's go. Come on, dog. Come on, dog. (laughs) Just get real close. Homie. And he turns into, again, kind of Freddy Krueger-ish. Turns into Super Saiyan flying around the room. Well, it is an abrasive. Like you can use that it to is. scrub with. Like you. And his his pants are all shredded. It's like the Sleep Stalker. He turned into the uh, the Apricot Scrub Sleep Stalker there and just cleaned all the skin he, off of him. He just exfoliated that guy's face. He exfoliated. He exfoliated him to death. <laughs> and he ripped up his pants. Yeah, which you know that's a good clean. You know, if you ever want a good exfoliation. He kind of so he melts the guy's face, and so some uh, creature effects guy got some work, which is good. Everybody, <laughs> everybody likes to get everybody likes yeah, to get you a got a paycheck. I, I you know because with this blockbuster was, movie, you got a paycheck. It was, it was just one face, so you know. And they're meanwhile they're like, hey, you know, um, random idea. We're in a room full of newspapers, turpentine, and matches, which are all in the same spot for some reason. <laughs> They're like, you know, what happens when sand gets hot? It turns to glass. That'll work. And so they start crawling around the vents, and Sandman's blowing around the vents, and they set a fire, and it, it turns his hand to glass. Huh. And when you're like, oh, okay, and he's like, he's he's like, oh, you're my brother. I just need to put you to sleep. Yada yada yada. Um, Let's see what he has to say here. I must go to sleep. He's hung up on that whole sleep thing. And he breaks his glass hand and turns it into a big old spike. I think I found a way out. And then... (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And guess who took a spike in the chest? Griff. And so Griff then goes to sleep gently on his brother's shoulder. The evil devil ice cream truck. They have good bomb pops. Time for sleep. He's kind of nice to him when he kills him. 
That's also creepy. And then he breaks his neck. Um, so anyway, he's dead. The Sandman. I don't quite get what the benefit was for the Sandman entirely, but she, he's still trying to kill yeah, her. Yeah, that's the thing that threw me off. It's like, okay, great. The link has been he, cut. He's he's ultra super strength. Whatever Sand. he was promised is now. So is it. he gonna go around and keep killing people? Yeah, I don't that, get. I don't get why her. Like why? I mean, that he's got, shouldn't he be done? Like, okay, I don't have to kill anybody else because I killed my brother and now I'm gonna have my evil afterlife. Yeah, like, well, I don't understand what. I mean, unless I mean he does it out of just the joy of doing it. I mean, maybe, but. Well, he is he does have evil eternal life, so maybe he has to go around and put kids down or something. I don't, I don't get it. Right. Like, it's like he followed this voodoo guy from the Ice, ice Pirates. He's like, I did everything you said, right? So, like, what's the what's the end game? That's the thing that threw me off. There was no, like, end game. He, he continues to pursue the girl. So that's, that's all that happens. And this movie fell off a cliff right here. He goes in a silo. Um, she opens up, like, a gas line. And then she cooks him in this big furnace. He turns. Yeah, she gas. climbs to the top to lure him up, and then she just drops a map and a match in the silo or something, and then it just goes yeah, kaboom. Yeah, she gets away, and then she takes, uh, she takes his ashes, and she takes somebody's ashes. That might have been the kid, the boy, the guy that died. Let's see here. Here's the end. You can. I think she says something. So she goes out to the coast here. Her very 90s outfit and hat. Meanwhile, her for everyone she knows is pretty much dead. Her I'll be all right. No, you're not. The Sandman is gone. No, he's not. He's never coming back. I don't think so. You sleep now. The last person who said he was never coming back is dead. Hint, hint. I kind of wondered if they weren't trying to set up a sequel for this. So she dumps his ashes out illegally, I might add. And meanwhile, there's a homeless guy going through the furnace. Is it a homeless guy? Could it be? But instead, it was the Black Leader guy and uh, the end of that movie. Yeah, he's just, it looked like he was just like cleaning something or. Like he's going to probably get the sand out and make it turn back into the sand. Yeah, that's a lot of work. So it, they look like if they wanted to, like if this movie had made anything, which I'm guessing didn't. Because we would have seen a sequel. They would have made another straight to video piece, which I kind of would have been interested in seeing. I don't know. I, I'm kind of torn. It's it's not quite so bad it's good, but it's not awful either. This like this tears on almost like uh, satirical. You, you know, it, I don't it just... There wasn't enough took, blood. There wasn't enough blood. Everything they had, they, it's like they kind of wanted to make a TV scary movie. It was like, um... It was like the family-friendly horror movie. <laughs> well, I like to see. I think the horror for the family. They, Horror for the family. I think the worst word they dropped in there was ass. There was a little bit of blood. The guy's face melting was pretty gory, but that was about it. Yeah, um, and there are no boobs. They teased the boobs, but there are no... There are no... You're no titty! There are no titties in this movie. 
Um, it just in I think it was rated R too, which is that for ridiculous because there's nothing that really happened. I mean, really, I mean, fake blood on the floor. I've seen the, the, Jaws. Did you know Jaws was a PG movie? And he and he tore he tore that one guy in half, or the shark well, did. If you go back and watch the PG movies from the early '80s, there's PG movies with um, nudity. There's PG. Uh, this movies. is unrated, is what it is. No, wait, 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 hold on. That's Sandman. Never mind. No, and then there was uh, this is rated R. Oh wow, rated R. Yeah. For what? No, I don't know. The probably the head. There was this period in time in ratings where you had G, PG, and R. And that was it. And you had X. X for the bad bad stuff. And but PG could have a lot more in it because there is no PG thirteen. But on top of that, some PG would get away with nudity and things you wouldn't even see in, in an R movie so much. Well, you have to get back. It would be in an R movie. And then when they did PG thirteen and R, they started really cranking down on what oh, could oh, be in a PG thirteen okay. movie. So like they said, you can say, say fuck once in a PG thirteen movie. Oh wow! So there's IMDb has a parents guide. Oh, I have a parents guide. Yeah, parent. And there's like a parental guide for. Does it? Does it have? Does it have questions to discuss as we watch this? Like, no, no. But what it does is it gives you a breakdown of like what parents need to be aware of because of the R rating. Mm. But so, uh, like, there's sex and nudity. Two people are about to have sex until interrupted by the Sandman, and then a woman takes a shower. Uh, parentheses, no nudity. <laughs> Violence and gore. Griffin's parents are killed off screen. We see Sam falling on his mother's eye. The Sandman has holes in his mouth, implied that his dad abused him, and so does not together. That's stated, not implied, then shown in a flashback. The Sandman kills many people, but very little or no gore. The only gore part, which you may have to keep an eye on, is on a man points a gun at the Sandman and the Sandman melts his face off screen. We then see the, see the man falling and we see his skull covered in flesh. Profanity, mild swearing, alcohol, drug smoking, none. And he was talking, and that's actually frustrating as hell with the sweater cop, the LA gang, the gringo gang, and all that other stuff. Frightening, intense scene. The beginning is very frightening. Some may find Sandman very frightening. <laughs> No, some may not. This is a this is edited wiki style, by the way. Oh my gosh, some may find it. Some may not. This seems ripe for exploitation. Anyway, anyway, um, is that which? Oh my gosh. Okay, so the lead in this in the, the movie we just watched, mm-hmm. the the lead woman, uh, she was act she was act, she was on a show called Cold Case that was on from two thousand three to two thousand ten. She was the main detective. Ah. And that's why she looked familiar to me. I could, and she was also in Minority Report and Artificial Intelligence. Oh, wow. I she actually has some real work in here. Um, and, honest to goodness actress type. And Cold Case was on for seven years. So, um, yeah. That's so she's a spooky not longevity. Meanwhile. Behind the meanwhile, side, this innocent looking bookstore. Michael Harris, the Sandman. Oh my God, he's a weird-looking dude. Yeah, he's the Sandman. He's the Sandman. He was on. He was on. Boy, he has uh, hadn't done a whole lot recently. Uh, <laughs> his uh, his uh, mouth. He was in. Oh boy, he just wasn't in that much. And then let's see, old Jay Underwood, who again hasn't done a whole lot of stuff recently. No greater love where there's a will. 
He was in Win a Date with Tad Hamilton was the last thing of anything of Good note. It's not much note. He was in an X-Files. He was in... Uh, yeah. He could be Ooh. in David Carradine's uh, biography if he wanted to be. I think so. Um, let's see here. You said Michael E. Roberts. The uh, Sweater Detective. I think he's been in some stuff. Let's see here. Oh, he's in Sons of Anarchy a little bit. Oh, good for him. He's in Sons of Anarchy. He was in Cold Case. There you go. So he was in another show with that gal. Interesting. Oh, let's see. There's somebody else that jumped at me. I was trying to figure out who it was. Uh, she never went to do anything, I'm sure. Uh, let's see what happened to the new aging roommate. I'm almost sure. Oh, she was in Candyman. That's always good. And she was in uh, the second season of Ellen's sitcom. Um, Sleep Stalker, Candyman, The Lot, Angel. Oof. Oof. Man. She, no, not so much for her. I'm just thinking somebody had to have some kind of thing in here. Uh, let's see. Young Sandman, Joey Andrews, Giuseppe Andrews. He looks like a kid I've seen before. Oh, I'm good for you. The kid who played Young Sandman was in American History X, in Independence Day, in Detroit Rock City, in Pleasantville. So that kid went on to something. Anyway, uh, I'm done reading IMD page. But uh, anyway, uh, that's... I had to look up the actress because she looked familiar. So that's the movie. Um, I didn't... Didn't stir up too much spookiness for me. Was it? Is it? Uh, do do not fast forward. Uh, you can watch it. It moves along. There's a couple draggy parts. You can you can watch it with your kids apparently. I think you can watch it with your kids. It's pretty safe. It, yeah, it might freak out some kids, but you know, life's scary. Yeah. You know what that means. Anyway, Gonzo Wing, scary sounds. Spooky! Spooky sounds. Excuse me. Damn cat's back here. Hey, it's up to you. Um, what else do we need to add? Don't fast. I would say no fast forwarding on this. It's watchable. Um, it's got some good little spots where you giggle. I'll, uh, the the music video was 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 nice, even though it was corny. You could probably laugh at it, but you could, it you could, if you want nineties, it's that 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 creation of the bad guy. It's knockoff nineties, which is perfect. Uh, well, I guess it wasn't knockoff nineties; it was knockoff contemporary at that point. But uh, yeah, the music's kind of goofy. The Acting's a little ham-fisted. Uh, there's a little bit of gore, not much. Like, it's a pretty safe movie. There's no way it should count an R. It could today it would be a PG-13. Um, it might be a PG today. Um, so you got that. I'm trying to think if there's anything. There's some actors that you've seen before, so that's worth a little bit. And uh, other than that, it kind of reminds you to watch some other movies. Reminds you of things like Beauty and the Beast. And, 
Ice Pirates. Ice Pirates and Sledgehammer and Boy You Could Fly. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's the scary part. It reminds you of some of those things. All sorts of awesomeness. But uh, I think that's, that's all I've got to say about that movie. Uh, I would not fast forward either. Um, yeah, as I say, there's some that are worthy of fast forward. This isn't, you can plow through this. This isn't too bad. And it's about, it's like a buck 40. No, I take it back. It's an hour 34 if you don't count the credits. So Yeah. And, and if you do find it, make sure you get the trailers in front of it because. Or better yet, go watch the movies that are the trailers. Yeah. When the Battle Breaks doesn't look too bad at all. And that other one, the, what was the other one? Uh, Ghost Brigade and When the Battle Breaks. Ghost Brigade looks pretty awesome. And When the Battle Breaks looks pretty much like Silence of the Lambs, except it's not. Yeah. So, hang that in the count. Oh, man. So, um, that is Sleep Stalker. Sleep Stalker. Ooh, spooky, closing out the movie. Uh, what else, what other tips do we have for all the Halloweenies out there? Um, throw out the brown and those orange and black weird peanut butter chews that get put Dude, out. Dude, I love those things. What are you talking about? You're, you're the person. You're the one kid who likes those things. Dude, anything that has a hint of peanut butter in it is all good for me. It's like, but it's like peanut butter and candle wax. Yeah, well, but there's the Campbell Wax soda pop things, too, the kids have inevitably eat and swallow. At least there's sugar water. They're not supposed to eat the bottle. Dude, it's I, I did. I mean, I, I turned out okay. It didn't plug you up? <laughs> Nothing plugs me up. <laughs> You're crapping out a candle. That's right. <laughs> well, it's a novelty poop candle. No, it's not novelty. You're not supposed to eat the wax bottles. You crop the top off. There's no wick in that. Um, anyway, so Mike ate the wax bottles and the brown in, or the weird peanut butter knockoff juice. Oh, you want a horror story? Have I told this before? Gather around the campfire, kids. Ooh, I used to get, I feel something spooky. <laughs> yes, all right. Spooky time. So I might have told this before, so really, if, if, go ahead and spookily interrupt me if I have. Speaking of things you shouldn't eat, it's called The Story of the Bologna Sandwich. Ooh. All right. So, uh, so when I was a kid, a young kid, uh, 1980s, uh, Kansas City, each suburb area, you know, growing up, not not unlike a day like today, you know, enjoying a successful baseball team and a, and a mediocre football team and, uh, and and just being all around me, you know, my threadbare sweatpants and and my uh, my rotund, uh, to this day, figure. Um, but uh, it, I got, it came to the age where I was able to, you know, you know, sustain for myself, you know, make my own food. And uh, this one particularly creepy school night. I had decided to uh, to make myself a sandwich. And not just any kind of sandwich. I'd roll in there into the fridge and... Uh, did, did, you, did you open the door on the fridge? I slowly opened the door to the fridge. 
It was it was a big refrigerator. It was like it was like ten feet tall. And it was wood. It was too. wood. It wasn't very cost effective in terms of energy and refrigerator. At any rate, what can you do? It came with the house. So I would dig into there, and I dug, and I dug, and I dug, and I found mayonnaise. I found I found cheese. There was no meat. That was that was until behind the cabbage, which I never look. This is smart parents. Uh, there was a package of bologna. Yeah. And there I was, ready to make a sandwich. And I made that sandwich. I layered on two pieces of bologna. A slice of cheese, some mayo, and did I forget to mention mustard? Ooh. I, of course, put it all on bread. And uh, I ate it. Oh, no, that's not the end of the story. No, no, the ambiance is still intense. So I was, uh, I, was feeling pre- I was feeling full. I was feeling pretty good. And it also... Made me feel empty, tired. So look, like, all right, well, it's time to go to bed. So I went to bed. Everything was great. Even though I brushed my teeth, I still had a little bit of taste of bologna in my mouth. Uh-huh. So uh, I got up the next morning. I went to school. I did my schoolboy things. <laughs> and I came back home. And uh, it was getting to be uh, supper time, and at uh, this time, uh, my folks made supper, and, you know, I was still enjoying that bologna sandwich from yesterday, but, uh, you know, I made supper, and I, I ate food. I don't, I don't particularly remember what kind of food I had, and because I enjoyed the bologna sandwich so much, I don't think it really mattered. So, I, uh, I finished my meal and, uh, and started watching TV. I think uh, Hunter was on, so I wanted to see Fred Dreyer. And, uh, and I was watching that show, and uh, all of a sudden, you know, you got a bloody sandwich in you, and you got other foods from your meals of the day in you. Sometimes, you know, you get that, that feeling, that deep, brooding feeling. And uh, I got that feeling. And it was the feeling I, uh, I had uh, in my young life had grown accustomed to, uh, and and had uh, and had known what the call to arms was. So, and there's only one thing left for me to do: go to the bathroom. Go to the bathroom. Ooh. No, did the bathroom have a door? The bathroom? Uh, no, it didn't have a door. It had a really big door. It's a smaller door, but it's big. It's still a big door. Yeah, it was like a screen door, too. That's why it sounded like that. Um, so, I, I, I pulled, I, I went in and I, I closed the door of the bathroom. Even though it was a screen door. I pulled down my pants. Because I was all by myself. I still kind of do that to this day, though. Ooh, forget about that. So, um, I, I sit on the toilet 
and uh, and 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 the demon that's brewing inside begins to rear its ugly head, and a giant roar came out of my ass, and I pooped. Um, right. but the story's not over yet. Yes, I fooled the sound guy. For lo and behold, as I was sitting on the toilet, thinking I was done, oh, no. I felt a movement. Oh, no! Oh, oh! Yes, a movement. Oh, oh, oh! It, I didn't know what it was. It it was it was a, it wasn't a, it wasn't a big one. It was a small one. It was tiny. It almost felt like wiggling. Oh. And it was coming out of my butt. So uh, what I had. So uh, you know, I'm a young kid, and and obviously I have a. a, a finely tuned imagination. Oh, no. So I instantly went to Tapeworm! Oh, oh, oh! So I thought I had a tapeworm. But it, it wasn't going back inside. It was just dancing out of my anus. <laughs> did what the most resourceful of old uh, Gonzo guy would do. And that was fashion myself a toilet paper glove. <laughs> Reach behind that butt dancer and yank it right out of my butt. Woo! <laughs> and and what was it? Lying carcass. <laughs> Flying carcass on the toilet seat. What's that a tapeworm? You know what it was? What was it? It was the plastic lining of the bologna slices! No! 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 Oh, I cleaned the toilet seat. I told my folks after I cleaned the toilet seat. After you clean the toilet seat, uh, and you, had to, you probably had to get the door too. So. Yeah. So that uh, that that is a, the story of the bologna sandwich. The story. The story of the what? The bologna sandwich. Let, let that be a lesson to all you Gonzoites out there. Take the plastic casing off of the bologna slices before you eat it. Or else you'll get a dangling demon out of your anus. Oh! 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 Yeah. I'm a little scared from that one. I don't know if I'm going to sleep tonight, to be honest with you. Uh oh, sleep. That, with that, the, I hear music that says it's time to go. Really quick. Uh, I also yeah. have your Gonzo prize package on the way. Spooky Ooh. package. I went, into the, I went into the happy box and I just found random stuff. So it's going to be a surprise. Ooh. I, finally, I finally made do on that. 
Um, and, uh, and, and with that, what else we got? Um, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, we better do this quick before I fall asleep. You watch Facebook and all that stuff. We ask you questions, suggestions, all that stuff. Twitter, Facebook, GonzoGuys.com. Yeah. I'm so scared, though. I'm so scared. I like to sleep scared. It keeps me on my toes. Yeah, keep you sharp. It's a fire. GonzoGuys on Twitter, um, Facebook. Respond to our stuff. You get free stuff. You know, that works. Or, or we just randomly send stuff to each other, and that's no fun. Well, it's fun, but... We've sent it to a few people, but there's more to be more fun to send to new people. So yeah, so like if you want like a box of sand, we'll send it to you. Yeah, I mean, I know Rod's gotten a lot of stuff, so we need somebody new. Yeah, contact us, damn it. Ooh, spookily threatening you to contact us. No, we're not really threatening you. No, just do it. Yeah. Um, Send the sand to come tell you bad nursery rhymes and sprinkle sand on your face. <laughs> uh, and with that, don't fast forward. Fast forward. Woo! Happy Gums Halloween! Woo! Spooky. Oh. Oh. Ah.